Hey, welcome to the podcast by HDBU. Thanks for joining us today. We want this to inspire you, to help you grow in faith and give you the tools to thrive in life. Welcome to the podcast. Hi everyone, um, this is our first attempt at recording a podcast. Um, never done it before. You'll notice I say podcast and not podcast. Um, I'm from Wigan, uh, if that mm. matters to you, uh, might not. Um, but here we are in our hut, which is um, where we do most of our youth stuff mm-hmm. on Fridays, Wednesdays and Sundays and whatever day of the week we could do it, we'll do it. Um, but we just wanted to gather a few of our friends together and <laughs> talk about life. Um, we've called this one Living Your Best Life. And um, it's all around the idea of John 1010. Um, uh, it talks about living life. Well, well, we'll read it in a minute. But um, we, what we did, we sent out some... Um, polls on our Instagram stories at HB Youth and um, some people responded with questions and thoughts and so we're just going to go through those and see where everyone's at and what we all think but why don't we go around and um, say who we are and what we do in our lives go for it okay Um, my name's Ava and I I guess I'm a regular church goer uh, and I go to I don't know yeah I go to youth Um, I've just finished GCSEs um, so my life's kind of doing you know what it pleases there's nothing not too much pressure on me so I'm kind of yeah I've done the first kind of big commitment to my life so far like yeah so mm. welcome to the podcast welcome to the podcast <laughs> welcome, welcome. Jonathan Beecham hello hello um yeah Jonathan Beecham um year 11 youth leader currently um what do I do in life work part-time in shoe on Oxford Street come get your 15 percent off yeah yeah um <laughs> And yeah, why am I in youth? Because God's called me to youth for this season of my life. So I'm just investing in that. Um, my name is Jess. If you're my father, you can call me Jessica. That's what he calls me. Um, <laughs> I am studying, studying at St. Melitus College, which is basically just Bible college, um, doing a degree in theology and youth ministry. And I work as a young youth pastor here at HGB. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's lovely. Hiya, my name's Jazz. I'm currently a university student. I've just finished my second year studying biomedical science and I'm um, a year seven youth, youth leader. Hi, my name's Josh. I'm year 13, HDB Youth um, College. Yeah. <laughs> my son. <laughs> what do you do at college? I study live events and social media marketing. Wow. Nice. What are you going to be when you're older? I have a... Uh, Pastor Vicar or oh. youth leader. Oh. Yes, my son. <laughs> Hello. What about you, Ava? What, do you know what you want to be when you're older? Um, not really. I'm doing art, history of art and RS at um, A-levels, but I, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm kind of just doing the things I like and seeing where that takes me, to be honest. Yeah. Great. Right, well, this in verse, it's John 10.10. 10, and it says this. The thief comes to steal and destroy but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And um, that's our passage for the week. And every time we do it, we'll have a different passage, different thought. And um, I wanted to talk really today about life and what it's life, uh, what it's like living as a Christian. And um, partly as a teenager, partly for those of us a bit older. And am I the oldest? Yeah. 29. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's the next oldest? Jess. Jess. Is it? How old are you? 21. <laughs> oh, wow. I am old. Aye. How old are you, John? 20. 20 and a half. <laughs> yeah. You? 18. 15. 
Really? Oh, yeah, so. it's a bit, wow. it's so much like, oh. so But I also knew what year you were in, so you yeah. couldn't have been 17. It's okay. Sorry. It's fine. All right, let's go backwards then. For back in history, it's not that it's not that long ago, is it? Um, jazz, school life. Yeah. What was it like for you being a Christian at school? I found it really interesting. So school was where I kind of discovered my faith, and that's sort of where I am. Took the first step on that journey. And for me, I think it was really um, a really weird sort of predicament to be in because I was embarking on a whole new different journey mm-hmm. with people who just weren't really on that on that kind of thing. They just weren't really interested in faith. They were kind of like, oh, faith is a bit dead. We kind of have to go to chapel on a Sunday and we just sit there and it's a bit boring. Whereas I was starting to get interested in it. Um, so I kind of found that it was a bit tricky to sort of try and bring up conversations about faith where I had questions or I wanted to get to know things I felt like I couldn't really talk to that many people about it I felt like I could only talk to a couple of the Christians who I knew at school um so for me I found that um it was a lot easier to sort of talk about a Christian life as opposed to just being a Christian I think it was um I found it a lot more convenient to talk about how I'm trying to love people better as opposed to Jesus tells me to love and that's why I want to try and do this. I found it was a lot easier to kind of be a bit more broad. And then if, um, when I was a bit stronger in my faith and I'd spoken to a lot more people, it just got easier. Yeah. And I was then able to, um, to kind of try and like work in a little bit of Jesus while growing um, on my own. Uh, but then I found sort of as I transitioned on from school that sort of coming to church and being part of a regular group of people my own age doing the same kind of things I did mm. um, sort of gave me a lot more confidence and put me at ease. And so I found that sort of being surrounded by Christians sort of helped me to um, to grow in confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't replace that at all for the experience that I had about being the only Christian in my friendship group. Because I think mm-hmm. through the way I was able to interact with my friends, I could show them something new about Jesus, something that they hadn't mm-hmm. experienced before. Mm-hmm. Wow. Who else mm-hmm. is a Christian? Were you a Christian growing up at school, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. By the grace of God, born into two loving parents. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I guess... A bit of a different experience because, yeah, I guess I had faith um, from the get-go. Um, personally, for me, though, uh, church was never, quote-unquote, fun. There was nothing much appealing to it. So for those of you that don't know, I, I grew up in the south of France. So just the French ways sometimes. No, no this, but sometimes it's just a bit, it's just a bit <laughs> slow pace. It's no HTB, I can tell you that. Um, and so... Yeah, it just didn't really captivate my my attention. You know, I was I was always buzzing about. Um, played football, played tennis, played the drums. Always kind of like running about in circles. But like, just yeah, church was just so slow, um, slow pace, um, just full of old people. Um, yeah, so I wasn't. Yeah, growing up, I did, I never took my faith seriously. And to be like quite frank, quite honest, I only took my faith seriously in the last eight months. Um, but how God has moved in the last eight months is just insane. And um, yeah, although like maybe growing up, it wasn't the most important thing for me. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change it because through those experiences, I've been able, like it's kind of made me into, uh, I guess the mentor I am today to my year 11s, you know, life experience. But just in terms of like growing up, like it shaped me and, and built up my characteristics. Um, and yeah, God talks a lot more, Jesus talks a lot about that in terms of like building your characteristics, like actually your experiences and maybe the things I don't, you know, aren't, that, that don't go like the best way in life they can actually you know form you as a human so right. yeah and um, when we before i was saying we um put on instagram the polls and that's what people thought and one um grace wrote um how do we show jesus in our everyday lives even to people you don't get along with 
Um, Ava, what, what's it been like at school as a Christian? You just finished UCSEs. How do you show Jesus to those that really you just you know, you basically got beef with? <laughs> Can I say beef as to yeah. 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 it? Yeah, yeah. And I said beef. in it. My um, mum's going to laugh so much. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I guess, so I go to a church school, which okay. means, you know, going to church is kind of a compulsory thing, like at Easter and Christmas. Um, and it's high church. Um, and so I think, you know, some people don't have the best maybe perception of Christianity being really fun and full of life, um, you know. Um, so I think pe- I'm pretty vocal in school about my faith. Um, and I I kind of, even if there's someone I'm not particularly, you know, fond of, I just, you just always have to think, what would Jesus do? It's such like yeah. a, a classic phrase, but it's really true. Like, um, would Jesus kind of kiss their teeth at this person or like you know you just got to smile at them and you know because if someone has a vendetta against you it's probably unless you've done something actively wrong to them it's probably something in their own heart and so maybe they're hurting or they're you know they're not feeling loved or jealousy or something it's you can never know and so I think the best you can do is just smile at them and just yeah show them love like Jesus would show you and has shown you I think wow Mm. So deep, Ava. Yeah, no, I just found that really interesting when you were talking about um, how to show Jesus' love to those people who kind of annoy you. Um, mm. I like I only started coming to HDB when I was in year twelve, so I had a. I'd say I was religious growing up because I went to a really traditional church, but I didn't have mm. a faith. Um, and so when I learned about um, like showing God's love and showing Jesus like forgiveness mm. I'd already kind of made my mind up of like who I liked mm. and who I didn't mm. like and so mm-hmm. I was like hmm now I've actually got to like almost like learn to love you um, yeah. and I was really struggling with that but I, I like I read this thing on Instagram I think it was on Instagram it might be on Facebook got my space and it said something like um if you're basically if you've got friends if you've got friends that you're really struggling with and you kind of draw a line in between them and you kind of you separate mm. yourself Jesus is going to step over that line and be with them and invite you to join him there right. so wow. like don't wow. draw lines between people actually just learn to love them and like yeah. just practice that love yeah because actually Jesus is going to always stand with them and just like invite mm. you to be with them yeah um, yeah and I, can I add also I think relatively recently as well I'm kind of growing to like say I'll be on the bus and I'm looking out the window it just kind of fascinates me that like every single person that I will ever see ever Jesus has made and Jesus loves and no matter what they've done there are still qualities about them that Jesus adores Mm -hmm. and we're no different to them um, in Jesus eyes and so it's yeah I think it's just important each person should be treated the way Jesus has yeah treated us amen this stuff says you should preach next time. Yes, please. <laughs> um, what, um, what I found really interesting that a few people have said about is community. Yeah. And I think living life as a Christian with community makes a massive difference. When you mm-hmm. feel isolated or alone or like you've got no one else um, into what you're into, um, mm-hmm. it's really tricky. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's important in school. You know, if you've got friends in school, even or even just people you know that pass by that go to church or you can smile at like knowingly that they are, they've got faith too. It transforms mm-hmm. your where we're wandering around and, and, and being. But as we talked about that cultural invitation at HBU, yeah. 
um, you know, it's obvious we need to be about at school, with, not just with Christian friends, because mm. yeah. you know, having people that aren't, um, you know, um, Christians as well, you can then, you know, you're talking with them, you're inviting them, and being friends with them. But Josh, I noticed you bringing people to church, and mm. um, what is it that you think has helped get them to church? What is it that's um, made them want to come along with you? I think, like you said, community. So just them seeing that community vibe. And one thing as well is like some of them, they've been to church before, but they haven't been to church like HTB in the sense of mm. the way the worship is. So the lights, that type of experience is all new to them. So like, mm. wow, so this is like, our church is like this out here. So mm-hmm. that makes them come back more and experience more stuff than the youth events as well. Like one thing I like about the youth events that we do is that it's sociable. So mm-hmm. in a way that everybody can fit in in their own way. And I think that's what helps people come back more. Okay, Sundays are good, Fridays are good. Let me go to like Wednesdays. That's sociable as well. So I feel like things like that that we do just keeps people coming on and on and on. It's like perception change, isn't it? Like a few people, yeah. you, you, Ava, you said about change of perception, mm-hmm. and Josh, like what people think before they come. Yeah. And you said, um, Jonathan said about um, like the way that church was and what yeah. you expected. And yeah, yeah. perception is a massive, mm. massive part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's um, interesting. Whenever if I ever invite my friend to church, that like it's often the first question they ask is, "What do I wear?" Yeah. Their expectation yeah. that it's some sort of like holy yeah. thing, yeah. like do I have to cover my shoulders yeah. and like skirts below the knee, kind of thing. Um, and yeah, it's just fascinating. Their perception is just yeah. so different to mine. Um, it's because like most people's perception is in school, and like you don't normally go yeah. to chapel and have like a guitar, like drum kit. You, know? no. you have like a banging hymn. Do love a hymn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your favourite? Favourite hymn? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or oh no, not going to say. Come but to add on to what Avan just was saying, I yeah, feel like yeah. also when it comes to churches, um, exploring as well, going to mm. different churches, not just in like in one church where you've been all your life, like go to a different church and see what the style is. And I think that's what opens people's minds up to seeing, okay, so churches are different. It's not like you said, your skirt like this and that, like everywhere's accepted mm. in their own way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Just adding on to what we were saying about perception earlier, mm. I think um, for me, the real difference I can see between when I was younger and mm-hmm. I would have to go to like church on a Sunday because we had to go at school mm-hmm. um, versus now is just definitely um, obligation versus right. choice. Yeah. Mm. I think when you have to go somewhere, automatically mm. you're thinking, oh, I just would rather not be yeah, there. Yeah, it's a chore. Um, exactly. Yeah. So you don't want to make it like a chore. So I think when you invite your friends, when you extend an invitation, yeah. um, it's just a lot like it's a lot different yeah. in your mind and that's you kind true. of think I want to be here so automatically it's sort of just on a higher mm, level that's so than true. it would have been if you were forced to go yeah like, yeah really like significant. Mm, at primary school sorry I keep on chatting but at primary school I went to a catholic primary school and my friends would be like oh sorry I can't go out and I was like 11 years old can't go out but you know can't <laughs> go to the movies with my parents because um I have to be at church by 6 p.m so I can't go and it's yeah it's interesting how those all those people have no faith now mm. because it's like yeah. been drilled into them that it is a chore but kind of I guess my parents have given me a certain freedom mm. um and also kind of different style of church but yeah no I think it's definitely mm. like chore versus and like religion versus relationship as well yeah. and also yeah. like to add on to that I feel like one thing especially like 430 service is very chilled it's not mm. like going to normal church where we've got the pew pits and they're like, shh, you can't talk. You've got those <laughs> old ladies tapping you all of that type of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> 4.30 service. Yeah, I've experienced yeah. that. 
So like four thirty service like is very very chill. So I think like that's what young people like as well. Yeah. They're not going to a church that's got rules like in school or something. They're going to a place mm. where you could basically be you, hang with your friends, meet new people, enjoy yeah. worship, yeah. and then hang out afterwards. Mm. For sure. yeah. You being you is really important. I think finding your like who you are and what your purpose is yeah. is mm. massive. Yeah. And as talking about like Christian life, living life to the full, knowing your purpose and knowing what makes you you mm. is huge. But finding that thing. It's really mm. tricky for some people. I've never realized that when I was 15, I knew like even before that, um, you know, we, I would always, always say we used to go past like shops, empty shops in our high street. My dad, every time would be like, oh, should we buy that for a youth center? So like yeah. I've grown up mm. as like, it's been in the trade, like yeah. in the family trade was talking about youth work, Mate. like ever yeah. since I was young and when I was 15, I, I was at a festival committed and stood up and said, here I am, send me whatever it takes, whatever it costs, wherever I go. And I knew like I just committed to young people. Mm. But I think the more and more I look at it, um, I think there's like a complexity around purpose and calling mm. and conviction. And I don't know whether some of you, like, what do you think that is? Why is it, why are we finding it harder if we are mm. to like know our purpose in life? Is it because there's so many things on offer or is it like FOMO? Mm. You don't want to miss out and you're like, oh yeah, no, uh, I think uh, I want to do this, but maybe I might do this later. Yeah. Is it like a nervousness to commit? Or mm. I don't know what, Jonathan, what do you think? What's stopping you from just going, yeah, let's do this for the rest of my so life? So I feel like nowadays there's just so many options. Mm. Like there's like endless possibilities, you know, especially yeah. with like social media and like just the online world. Back in the days, maybe it was like, oh, if your dad was a farmer, you're going to be a farmer. Yeah, mm. yeah. If man was a fisherman, you're going to mm. get them fish too. Like that's just how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I think nowadays, yeah, no, I, especially with transport, like, oh, you, can, you grew up in Ireland, but you can study in New York. Like, you can yeah. just, there's just so many, there's like endless mm. possibilities where, yeah, it can just be a bit too much. Mm. Um, and also, but then alongside that, there's also a pressure. So there's loads of opportunities, but yet there's such a big pressure that, okay, you got to get, like, usually schools push university, they push kind yeah. of apprenticeships. I took a gap year, I'm on my second gap year. I think that was one of the best decisions I ever made. It was mm. just a year to really kind of, yeah, find myself, find my identity, just understand what the real world was like, kind of leave like mum mm. uh, and dad's nice pampering, move to London mm. and just kind of figure out what, like who I was, who I am and just kind of work, mm. you know, understand what, understand what it means to pay rent, feed, you know, not eating Haribo's all day, actually trying to cook like an omelette <laughs> and then nearly burning the house down. That's another story. But, <laughs> oh, um, the first time I tried to cook in my new place in, in, uh, <laughs> it was in Vauxhall. Um, it was a it was a simple omelette. You know, you're typing in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know how to make an omelette, so I'm already going wrong. No, I'm not. You're, you're typing in, you know, how to make an omelette. BBC recipe. Mm. What's it? Jamie oh. Oliver. Two wow. five minute five minute prep. Two minute cook time. Bish, yeah. Like three stars. Easy. Mm. And I I just I just put the heat a little too high. <laughs> Uh, no, actually, no, 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 no. I cooked the omelette. Okay, no, I did put the heat too high. So then it, so then it like got burnt. So then I threw it away, and then straight away I just put the like boiling hot pan and oil under the tap just to cool Ooh. it down. So obviously it sizzled, yeah. smoked, and then fire alarm. I didn't know the people yet, so like everyone was like, Whoa, "What's happening?" And I, yeah, that that's got some yeah, that's, that's some deep stuff right there. That's some, <laughs> Like low key, I hate. Like I've got a bit of a fear of fire alarms now. Oh. But hey, it's calm. Oh. Uh, God, yeah, God is good. <laughs> Always. Um, um, <laughs> what that question beforehand about like finding your calling? Um, I just heard a talk, um, and he was talking about. Um, there will never like you're never going to run out of opportunities, especially in this right. day and age. There's always going to be new doors opening, mm -hmm. and yeah. actually, some people 
like myself included sometimes feel like they want to take every single opportunity yeah like probably FOMO fear of missing out whatever but actually mm. God's given us the gift of discernment mm. and it's actually down to us to see all those opportunities and actually discern the ones that are for us he was like basically don't be selfish don't take other people's opportunities right. take the ones that God has made mm. for you mm. yeah um, and I think because discernment's hard, isn't it? And like, mm. especially in this day and age where we just want everything now, mm. discernment mm. is a process. Mm. And so I feel like people are put off by that quite a lot. Um, well, it's, and we can only be, in, yeah. it's like we want to be in charge of the outcome. Yeah. But yeah. really all we've got to mm. do is we're obedient. Yeah. God's in charge of the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. And that shifts everything around. As soon as you know, yeah. God will sort this out. Exactly. If you commit yeah. to the first step of obedience, it changes. Jazz, yeah. what, where, where, what, what are you going to be when you're older? You worked out. <laughs> not quite <laughs> um, not quite and I think part of the reason why so when you asked a question earlier about why we're we're all like kind of a bit muddled with our purpose and finding our calling is I think we're uncomfortable with the uncertainty yeah mm. um, so I think the idea mm. of perhaps not having it all figured out every second of the day it just makes us uncomfortable and no one wants to be in that so I think mm. we very much rush into like a feasible option that we kind of see ahead of us and we'll mm. take five steps and realize oh that's not really it and then we'll be like oh it's good we figured this out now let's just try this and let's try that and i mm. think we sort of fill our lives with all sorts of different things on we, we have a lot of maybes we settle really really yeah. easily on a maybe um but i think with um with god god has a purpose set out for us but it's just so easy to forget that in this day and age you've got parents looking down at you being like what are you gonna do when you're older when are you gonna move out am i gonna be paying your bills forever no and then you've yeah. sort of got like schools and universities saying you have to fulfill your potential you could be so great you just have to do it da, 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 da. and then you've got yeah. yourself saying i don't want to let myself down i want to be secure so i think we find it really really hard to um, actually rely on god and then be obedient to the plan that he's got for us yeah um so i think it's a real struggle that like this generation mm. faces because yeah we just don't like waiting mm. we and talked about it on six one you josh you mm. did a talk on six one wednesday right? yeah what did you say what's the answer come on um like, <laughs> your talk was on calling yeah calling so <laughs> just being patient waiting for god's timing mm. and i feel like as humans that's one thing we lack patience mm. yeah. and um God's time is most important because if you do something, but God says, now's not the time, but you've then gone to do it, it's not going to work out. And that's yeah. one thing as Christians we forget wow. is that mm. when we do something and God hasn't said, now's the time, it'll never work out no matter what it is. Mm. And that's why it's so important to wait for God's timing because even if it's two years, you have to wait. But that journey, um, that process of that two years, a success will come out of it. And that's what we need to understand. Yeah. And it's like, I was talking on the story of Samuel when mm. God called him and he went to Eli. And a fun fact about that mm. is that the reason why he went to Eli is because he went to was he went to what he was most common to hearing. Mm-hmm. So he was used to hearing Eli's voice all the time. That that's why he went to Eli. But and that's sometimes mm. like God uses other people to speak through mm. us, but we may not get it. So with Samuel was a thing of he thought mm. Eli calling him, but it was God calling him. And Eli, Eli then realized it was God and said, "When they call you again, say, hey Lord, your servant is listening.'" Mm. And it's a thing of like, maybe we need to be like that as well. Be like, God, okay, this is what I want in my life. I'm giving it to you. You know, your servant's yeah. listening. What do I do? What's the plan? And it's just about patience. As hard as it is, you know, if we pray to God, yeah. God, help me to be patient in life, to wait for your timing, to be obedient. God will help us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also maybe in this day and age as well, the kind of incentive for kind of money as well, being mm. like the the idol for like what, you kind of would want to kind of strive for and I think um it's yeah I'm kind of realizing now like money won't bring you satisfaction yeah. really in life um and it's kind of yeah all about yeah it's kind of satisfaction in like just, yeah in the sense of happiness and like 
you know, money, the classic money doesn't buy happiness. And so mm -hmm. it's like maybe, at least for me, um, and I know a lot of people um, my age, kind of this shift that um, we want the best for ourselves, not just financially, but also being in a position where we're can, we can be happy. And mm -hmm. there's not like a job that is clearly not a calling if we're in so much, uh, have so much pressure on ourselves that we're just not enjoying our life. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, yeah, the shift of money being the incentive for satisfaction. Um, yeah. And also to add on to what Ava was saying, like in terms of the whole money thing, like, mm. like this generation, I feel like social media has a big part to play in that. Mm. Like yeah. Instagram as well, Amen. Snapchat. Yeah. And the funny thing is, much of the people put on the stories yeah. is photoshopped. That's what I people know. understand. Yeah, a lot yeah. of things that I see on people's Instagrams are photoshopped mm. nowadays. And it's like, we see a boy or girl our age, who has money, who may come from a wealthy background or they mm. have their own business at a young age. I'm like, oh, we want to be like them. But it's like, mm. our mentality is wrong. Yeah. And that's why we get to a point where in our life, we may be at a standstill, like, I want this, I want to do that. But we're not doing it because the way our mentality is. Yeah. And uh, that's why I feel like just social mm. media has a part to play in the yeah. way, in, like in deceiving us in the way we see stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't it like I had <laughs> one time, this, you can like buy photos outside of a private jet. So you don't actually ever travel on the private jet. Yeah, you can just like you stand in front of it, stand on the stairs, like <laughs> you're never actually. So yeah, I mean, it's just all like playing. No, imagine me. Let's get it done for the next podcast. Yeah, I said podcast. Wow, podcast. Help. <laughs> Help. <laughs> yeah, that's just really funny. It's all fake. Um, yeah. Yeah. That one, I was like, really went in there tonight. How, how do we change, how do we bring reality then to life? How do we bring a sense of reality to, um, like what we're up to, like what we're doing? I just think we could change the culture, couldn't we? As a youth yeah. group, yeah. we could change the culture. People see what we're doing. We've got to portray mm -hmm. reality. I was big, this is, um, I wanted to make sure that this podcast looked like, like, every day for us. Mm. So there's a real temptation to, you know, hire out a studio somewhere and yeah. make mm. it look, Peng and it, um, <laughs> I had to work out in my head whether I said that or not, but I said it. Um, you want it to look good or not? Yeah. And I was like, no, it's just got to be in the hut. It's got to be mm. where we are every week doing youth ministry because yeah. it looks like us and it's yeah. who we are. And yeah. you can portray something that you're not, and then everyone thinks, oh, that's what HTB like, or that's yeah. what Tom likes, or you just want to be, yeah. you know, who we are. Yeah, comparison. And yeah, comparison's yeah. massive killer. You know what? I feel mm. acceptance as well, mm. as in like what you were just saying now. Or someone who may want to do the same thing we're doing now be like, oh, cool, let me hire a studio, but then it'll be a studio that has different lights and everything mm. for it to be good. Mm. But it's like, as a thing of, one thing here we say at church is like, mm. with someone's doing a talk, say you're doing a talk and 200 people of you've come down, but you're like, oh, I want the whole 200 people to, you know, fill my word. But it's a thing of, even if there's one mm. child from that 200 that touches it, that's yeah. all that needs to be done. Like, that's what you should be happy about and successful. Yeah. Well, successful, but proud about. Like, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be the whole 200, and we look for acceptance in that and in different ways. We feel like if we do something, mm. that's to affect everyone. But maybe mm. God just wants you to touch one or five people, and that's it, and then He'll take over mm. from there. Yeah. And if you look at Jesus as well in the Bible, He has used the ones that aren't like the conventional in society, mm. like Levi and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I think it's. <laughs> what would Jesus do? Like the kind of the shift in, um, yeah, our mindset of not really caring about what other people think because, you know, 
well, the kings in Jesus's time weren't the ones that, I mean, they were obviously favored by God, but like not in kind of a same personable way mm. that they were with Jesus. Um, and so, yeah, it's just kind of breaking the stereotype that rich equals um, favor and rich equals kind yeah. of um, respect from yeah. others and everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it's all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really has to start sort of in here, like in yourself yeah. and just sort of being realistic and really asking yourself, who am I? Yeah. And knowing that you can ultimately only find that identity in God. Yeah. And once that's secure, it then goes to, okay, what kind of a friend am I? What kind of a daughter or a son mm. am I? What kind of a sister yeah. am yeah. I? What kind of a mentor am I? Mm-hmm. And then it sort of just spreads from there. What kind of a person to be followed on Instagram am I? Mm. And so right. if you sort of know within yourself, I'm, I'm a genuine person, I'm kind, I'm sensitive, I'm caring, and I'm trying to portray that to the outside world. Mm. Yes, I really like dogs, and um, <laughs> so I've kind of made it a habit. Whenever I see a cute dog in public, I'll try and like take a picture of it and post yeah. it on my Insta story yeah. because I like to sort of portray that mm. I like dogs. This is something true about me, mm. and mm. I'd like people to know that. Um, I think so. I heard a talk a couple of weeks ago um, at church where the guy said, "The life you live in private is fuel um, for the life you're trying to live." Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that was just so significant yeah. because yeah, I don't yeah. think you can turn up to church or be part of this community yeah. and building relationships if you're mm. not actually truly being yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that's just really, really important. And being vulnerable yeah. as well, like authenticity yeah. and vulnerability are linked. Yeah. Like, God, people connect over your vulnerabilities. Yeah. And trying to yeah. show your strengths and all that, and people love a, you know, love to know what you're good at. But when you yeah. show weakness and vulnerabilities, yeah. I remember hearing Jonathan's a bit Jonathan's story and what what you've been through and and, and life sometimes is. Like in that verse says, the thief comes to steal and destroy. And it feels sometimes like life's been stolen from you. Mm. Like through depression, through anxiety, through worries, through just even like just feeling low, like you don't want to get out of bed. Yeah. Mm. Do, you, do you, Jonathan, you said you wouldn't mind sharing a bit of your story and where yeah. you felt that before and what you've been through and how God's been with you in it. Yeah, sure. Mm. Um, so after my, I did an international baccalaureate because I went to an international school in the south of France. So after that, I decided to take a gap year. Um, because I just wasn't facing uni. IB is known for being a bit tough, or you A-level <laughs> peeps, y'all don't, y'all don't even know. <laughs> oh, wow. um, so after that, um, I was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling uni. And also, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, mm. One second, I want to do this. The other second, I want to do that. I want to be a rapper. I want to be an artist. I want to do business. I want to Mm-hmm. sell chairs I don't know it's just <laughs> it's just very yeah it changes it can change it day after day or week after week so yeah. I thought you know what I'm gonna take a gap year um, my older brother he was living uh, in London at the time so I knew I had a place to stay for a couple couple weeks maybe until he kind of got got a bit annoyed and kicked me out but in any case <laughs> I was like you know what I'll jet over to London try and find myself a job and just see what happens see what the year you know see what, what I can learn from this from this year right um, so that was back in like uh, June 2017 mm-hmm. and so uh, at the time also I was in a I was in a previous relationship so it had it, been about two and a half years by then um, and so I, I got luckily by the grace of God I found a job within three weeks I was working at Nando's Covent Garden sure it's common I'd actually funny I'd never been in a Nando's until that like interview because you, wow. you don't have Nando's in France oh. and this was this, like Got the job. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is when like I knew about uh, kind of like you know the cheeky Nando song back in like 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, even though I was in France, I was still with you know I still had social media. So. I didn't know there was a song. Yeah, yeah. they like Unbelievable. Um, around 2012. Yeah, cheeky Nando's. Yeah. In any case, <laughs> went into Nando's, um, got the job, um, and yeah, so I was working there for about eight months. And every two weeks, I was jetting back to France on the weekends just to yeah see my girlfriend, but also see the family. 
Um, and yeah, shout out to mum and dad because yeah, they are. They were just they've been they've been up until now. But back then, they were just the most supportive. Um, I was so blessed to have two parents. I won't force me into anything. They just really wanted me to figure out who I like, who I was, like what I wanted to do in life. Um, and yeah, they just gave me, gave me freedom really. Um, as long as I gave them, you know, like a semi decent plan, which didn't seem too silly. Um, they're like, yeah, go for it. Um, so God bless you too. Um, so yeah, so about. Yeah, I was going back and forth for about like six, seven months um, up until, I don't know, like uh, February 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's when we broke up. And so we broke up in, well, we broke up in May. Um, but the thing is, we actually, by then we'd actually been engaged. Um, and so that was kind of like a big, obviously like a big turnaround in my life. Um, I was on my gap year. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was actually going to move back to France at that point to settle because it was long distance. It was getting a bit hard after like uh, eight, nine months. So I thought, you know what, I'll settle back in France. Plus we're engaged. Like I'll just, you know, I'll settle my life there. Um, obviously that didn't happen. Um, and the thing that's so like so great, I guess, a year onwards looking back was that um, at no point was it that like uh, God like want like ruptured the relationship that makes sense but mm. i know for a fact that god didn't necessarily want me in that relationship because it wasn't a relationship of him um if i'm, if I'm to be honest with myself back when we got together when i was like 17 16 17 um yeah like i said before my faith wasn't strong um mm. and so it wasn't like a i guess a, a smart decision at the time and it wasn't a godly decision at the time and so um yeah, I think, yeah, God just used that as an opportunity for me to get out of the situation. The breakup for a span in my life, and it kind of, like, changed my trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's when I really had to, I guess, dig deep, per se, and then just, yeah, fully commit to, to well, I say fully commit, trust in the Lord. Um, my favorite, yeah, my faith still wasn't too strong, but at that point, I was at, I was up, I was at a point in my life where I thought, well, I, I can't see myself really getting any lower than this, so I might, and I've kind of, like, exhausted mm-hmm. all my options, so I might as well just kind of, like, yeah, cry out mm. to the Lord. And that's literally what I did. I was just like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> On a level, I was like, yo, um, yeah, if you could show up, if you could do something pretty cool, uh, come through. Um, and like, even within that, it took some time. Um, and I had other plans and things changed. Like I was supposed to move to America for six months, got to America, got denied entry, so came back. Mm. I was going to stay at home for a bit. That didn't really work out. So then I moved back to London for like, I call it London 2.0. <laughs> um, um, and so then I kind of I I made sure that I could go to a Sunday service and that I could go to students on a Tuesday. Um, and right now I'm just kind of riding the wave of that. I guess like what eight nine months from from then. Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely blessed. Definitely in a completely different place to where I was a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for, for me myself, whenever I'm like kind of doubting or I'm low of faith, I, literally I just got to look back at my own life and be like, mm-hmm. God's come through up until now. There's yeah. no reason for Him to dip. There's no reason right. for Him to let me go at this point. He's already done so much that, mm-hmm. yeah, like I've got so much to be grateful for already. So anything mm-hmm. else is just a bonus, basically. Right. Thanks for sharing that, man. It's hard. Yeah. Like when life feels like it's been stolen from you, it's tough and it's mm. hard. It's like, mm. it's almost like no one else can really speak into it, yeah. but yeah. you just need people around you. Yeah. yeah. And um, showing friendship and support to people when mm. they're going through stuff is, mm. is hard and um, taking care of yourself mm. and mm. looking after yourself and um, seeing a doctor. Yeah. Like, it's okay to see a doctor. And I, kept it qu- I kept it quite quiet. So obviously I told my parents, a couple of my like, close friends knew but apart from that yeah like 
I, re- mm-hmm. I, I was very much kind of keeping it private, kept it to myself. Um, and so, yes, yeah, just to kind of like add to what you're saying, just having like just generic conversations, which didn't have to be deep at all. Just like, oh, how like, oh, just, I don't know, talking about random stuff. Mm-hmm. So like my passion, so like drumming or gaming or, mm-hmm. or just like, yo, don't go play football. Just things to take your mind off it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Just having people around you, you know, that like that's 100% was just the best. Um, and yeah, I guess if, if I can kind of impart any type of wisdom is, yeah, if anyone does kind of go through something uh, to, of that significance, just, yeah, don't be afraid to talk about it. There's no point yeah. in keeping it indoors. Yeah. Um, because, it's, yeah, just like, if, you fi- if you've got your inner circle, if you've got people that you trust and you're willing to be vulnerable with, then they can just kind of feed, like, you just allow yourself to be fed into i guess like just for people just to like yeah speak life into you yeah Yeah. um and so yeah that's why yeah that's why i really value my position right now because that's just something i'm able to give back um and almost do what i wish i i kind of wish i had someone i guess like me back when i was 16 so i'm just trying to do my best to yeah just do that to be honest just going back off what you said about sort of just keeping it in and versus now sort of having your inner circle i think that's something that we should all really try and like establish within our culture just like the honesty yeah when someone asks you how you've been and if Mm. if it's not going to great just say actually i'm not having a really good time right now i'm I'm just a bit stressed out or i'm Mm. feeling a bit low i'm really really anxious i think it's when we start having these kind of conversations that we actually firstly Mm. realize it's sometimes we can feel like there's going to be a massive spotlight on us and everyone's going to be looking from like a, a perfect yeah. life sort of standpoint and yeah. you just kind of have some mess you're dealing with yeah. Yeah. actually by having these conversations with the people you care about and in your community and your inner circle and your close friends you kind of realize not only are you not the only person struggling but actually these are the people who are going to offer you a hand and pull you out 100%. and i think they're the ones who point you towards god the ones who point mm-hmm. you towards help yeah. and i think it's just so important that we don't feel like we have to put on a front. I know yeah. I've been so guilty in the past about, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Great, thanks. Yeah, great. Oh, life is good. God is good. Amen. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. It's like um, muscle memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Literally becomes like a reflex. Yeah. Just saying, oh, I'm great. Yeah, you, yeah, great. Um, but I think it's, if it's not, there's no shame in saying, actually, not having not having the best week, not having the best day. Mm. I've been struggling for a couple of months and just being open mm. about that and open with yourself as well because mm. I think often we can lie to ourselves really well and we can get so good mm. at establishing like a new normal yeah. when that's just not yeah. what it is. So mm, I think it's true. just really um, something I'd love to encourage everyone to yeah. do. Just like, re- just check in with yourself yeah. and be honest about yeah. how you're actually like feeling, which sounds a bit cheesy and cliche, but it's just such yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. People are so worried about being a burden. Mm. Like you just don't want yeah. to burden people with your worries. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, like we're called to be a burden. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we were born and we had to have people like wipe our bums for us. Like, <laughs> we were a burden. Fair and like yeah. when we get older, like it's okay to be a burden to like those people around us. Like Jesus mm. was on the cross. People had like he was a burden to those people. They had to like come and give him water. Like it's okay to be a burden. Like we're actually mm. called to be a burden. Mm. Um, and I yeah. think that's like like do you know those little things that when people say in passing when it's like oh how are you and it's like you don't want to be like oh oh actually can I stop you because I'm having a really bad day actually like it's okay and I think that's like going back to Tom's question of how can we actually actively change that culture it's like not being afraid to be like actually can I take Mm. five minutes to chat through some stuff and it's a culture of time as well where like that can't like you say if someone's just speeding past you you won't say it Yeah. but I think we've got a culture here where it's like as a youth group we've got culture of time for each other there's a friendship level it's like If you ask someone, are you okay? Yes. You know you're doing it in such a way that it's like, if they say no, you've got the time to chat with them. Mm. Um, yeah. You need to have that time to, you know, relax in mm. conversation and 
you know, where you're at and that speed of life, the instancy of life we talked about before doesn't allow for that. It doesn't allow yeah. for that. sitting back, relaxing, yeah. having a normal conversation. Mm. How was your day? Yeah. And being ready for the long, the long haul conversation. Yeah. Mm. And it's almost like the social media being perfect has kind of also been instilled in yeah. society within like physical conversation like you never yeah. want be the person to kill the mood and like to add on to what's been said this often about just being mm. open to people like with me one thing i struggle with and i'm able to open up now is like pornography so mm. like you know when i came to you for prayer mm. like that this time last year i wouldn't have come to you and be like tom can you pray for me hmm. and i've noticed like this mm. year beginning of this year that like, god has helped me in a way where i don't feel ashamed to go to someone anymore and be like mm. this is what i'm struggling yeah. with can you help me Mm-hmm. And I've gone to a place where I'm like I'm literally just opening it with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like Jazz asked me today, you know, how's life, anything going on? And I was like, I'm struggling with pornography. Even till today I still struggle with it. But it's a mm-hmm. place where you know when you feel ashamed sometimes to say something? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't feel that shame anymore. Yeah. I feel like that burden's been broken, like I said. Yeah. This is what I'm struggling That's with. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. I wanna say yeah. one more thing. Um and uh that it's just it's like it's not the end of you. Uh, yeah. it feels like your world's crashing down that like, okay you, that's it you're out for the count um mm. that's it you done blah 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 might as mm. well like i don't know just write it off yeah. but just like 100 percent. i mean from a scripture standpoint god says mm. he'll never burden you with something that you can't handle yeah so i mean if if the creator of all the world is telling you that you can deal deal with it then, i think you can then, <laughs> yeah i think you're good like like it yeah. feels like it's the end of the world but it's just really not and like once you just work through it you'll be gucci mm-hmm. mm. Let's end. We'll go around and say what your main thought is, what you've been thinking about mm. a lot, mm. and uh, if you've taken away something or your favourite bit, or just say something. Everyone's chance yeah. to say a thing. Sounds good. Ava. Um, okay, I'd probably say um, honesty mm. and like honesty with yourself, with other people. So honesty about any struggles you're facing, and that it's kind of we're meant to not almost be able to deal with them by ourselves, and like we have God to turn to, like He's implemented in our lives to be able to for that very reason kind of to um get help from him uh and then also honestly with other people um about your faith because like i think that's protection that god gives all of us um yeah i like that um going back to my son over there the idea of the idea of calling um and actually there's a difference between calling and purpose and for me, I see it as purpose is the reason why you're on this earth, but calling can shift, you know, within like, you can yeah. be called to you for five years and then you're called to something else. But to find your actual purpose, the reason why you're on earth will like kind of unlock everything and then you can implement that within your calling. So for right. example, I feel like I'm, my purpose on, on this planet is to be an encourager. So I can do that within youth work. I could do that. I could do that within a business. I could do that within gardening. I could, you know, whatever, you know, as, as long as there's people, yeah. Well, as long as there's people around me, I can encourage. Um, they do that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> get my pansies going so uh, <laughs> it's kind of like yeah i mean as long as you f- i feel like yeah and i'm finding your purpose can take years but i feel yeah i feel blessed that that's something where i'm confident that i'm, I'm here to be an encourager so like find that. your purpose and then your calling will go swell i like that i like that i'm gonna try my hardest to not make this too long um my head's like popping um <laughs> it was when you talked about community um this is going to sound so dry, but just go with me. Mm. Um, I've had to read some Bonhoeffer, Whoa. who's like a theologian for uni. And he has like a whole section in one of his books about community. Um, and he talks about like community is a gift from God. And I think mm. just like hearing what everyone's saying, um, like don't underestimate that gift, but also the fact that community doesn't have to just be face to face. And so 
when we were like taking it back to how to create um like how to show those people what who said it i think jazz you said it um like just finding those people that you knew were christians at school kind of mm-hmm. thing and you don't, it doesn't mean you have to sit with them like every single day at lunch if you're not mm-hmm. actually there like mate mate don't force anything mm-hmm. but yeah. even just like sending them a text and being like oh i was praying earlier and i thought of you and this is encouraging because actually when paul was writing letters in the bible when people got those letters that was their community Mm -hmm. like they would like thought oh paul's written me a letter like this is my christian community um but also just like prayer in that sense i just really want to say like if you are struggling with anxiety or depression whatever um it talks about is it in philippians where it talks about with prayer petition Mm -hmm. Um, because your physical community like your people aren't always your people aren't always going to be around like day and night Mm -hmm. and so like but god's going to be around day and night so actually prayer is such Mm -hmm. an important thing and like such a helpful thing if you're feeling like anxious or depressed during the night and you feel like you don't want to call up your like community or your close mates then just talk to god Mm -hmm. come on my dream yeah Pastor Jesh, you know, straight from Italy, straight from Italy. Pastor Jesh. Through the pastor and everything. Wow. Sorry, I'm We are indeed life to the full. Yeah, so if I take something away, there's like so much good stuff and so much that I've learned from this discussion. Um, but like one or two things that have really stuck for me um, was what Jess had said earlier that she had heard from a talk, which was, you know, if um, you're having a disagreement with someone, Jesus would draw the line and would go stand with them mm. and invite you over. Yeah. Um, because I think that's just such a sign of like having to be ready within yourself to, right. um, to show forgiveness, to actively yeah. sort of um, make amends. And I think that's something that I will definitely be um, employing going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also just what Joshua said about um, being earnest and asking for prayer mm. yeah. um, is something that I'm definitely going to yes sir try and embody more i think um just sort of having there's sort of no shame in the kingdom of god sort of Mm, being able to step um, with my requests Mm. like by all things in prayer through prayer and petition um that also like that's not just me praying to god that's also other people praying for me and praying with me um so i'm definitely gonna yeah yeah yeah. um you know what while we've been doing this whole thing one word that came to me was the word open Mm. and um God says, like, yeah. when yeah. he knocks on our heart, we should open the door and he'll yeah. take care of the rest. Yes, sir. Oh, yes. So I feel like Come just... <laughs> I learned from you, I learned from you. Wow. But, um, just being open, like, <laughs> with God, with our friends, even if it's, like, your two, three closest friends and you're like, mm. this is what I'm struggling with or this is what's going on at home, you know, can you help me? Like, just a prayer, you know, Father, Lord, I pray for so-and-so, mm. help him, amen. Like, that type of thing, I feel like talking to people helps take some release of us mm. it helps us feel 100%. it feels like you feel safe when you're with people who you trust mm. and you know so even if it's just like a little group or even someone you're close like a youth lead or something like just being open with people it really helps so yeah, yeah. 100%. yes mate yeah i am um, one i think i'm amazed that we've talked for so long yeah. so obviously we've got to edit this down and you'll only hear i don't know how many minutes of it but we've been going for like maybe over an hour 59, 59 minutes, minutes and 20 seconds 20, 22, 20 seconds. <laughs> It'll be an hour, an hour. By, like now, right? An hour. And then, yeah. um, I think that's incredible. Yeah. And we've never felt awkward. It's never felt like uh, we've got nothing to say or no. just the fact that we've got a community that's open to conversation is yeah. massive. And I think carrying that conversation on in pods or in streams or on Fridays or Wednesdays or um, yeah. connecting each other and being disciples together is massive. And I, f- I feel really honored and thrilled that we've got that community. 
And mm. um, so that's kind of my outlook on the uh, us as a group. But I think, and for me personally, I've been really hit by that conversation around being a bit slower and having mm. the time to speak to people. And I wrote this mm. thing about, um, sometimes I think I'm in danger of being more interested in the business of being busy than the culture of cultivating calm. And I think alliteration. That's that's our English language GCSE. And I um, particularly like at home with Charlotte and Lily. I've got a two-year-old and been married to Charlotte seven years. And um, and I think I can be at home and I'm so interested in that business of being busy at work or my emails or just not paying attention. And you know, I've got a baby girl to bring up. And I, I think it's only through those slow games, like playing in a tent with her and, you know, playing this girl. She's got these two girls. She calls them girls. And we play in a house, <laughs> playing this house together, this plastic house in the tent in the garden. And sometimes it's really, really hard because I haven't got that imagination, but she's got mm. imagination. Mm. And it's like, I just need to spend mm. that time with her in the slow game mm. and watch it happen yeah. and see where the conversation goes. And who knows, you know, She's praying at mealtimes. It's amazing to watch oh, it. And I know for oh, a fact easy. that's because Charlotte has spent time with her. He spent the time investing in her. Mm. And, you know, they pray at mealtimes. And now Lily prays, like, the most beautiful prayers. Last night we prayed for pretty mm. much our whole family just on the slide because yeah. she fancied it. Mm. And, yeah. and I've realized the more and more that's the time that Charlotte's invested in her life. Mm. Um, and I want to be a, you know, I'm a part of that. But um, of I think I want to, you know, be more... Um, ready to spend that slow game where there's not an, mm. there's not an outcome there's not an end yeah. goal yeah. it's just for the case of hanging out i just want to chill with lily mm. and just hang out with her and and you know get to know her better yeah. i know her well by the way if you're listening to me, I'm really bad <laughs> <laughs> you know i do spend I, I try and get home at bath time and all that stuff sorry now i'm trying to commute i'm trying to say like his daughter does love him yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's safe isn't it good but, relationship um, yeah. i just want to spend more time with him and Amen. more time with a youth group and you know, mm. I can operate more as a, a businessman than as a um, a pastor. That's really complicated. I want to hang out with people and yeah. read the Bible and in Starbucks mm. or whatever your favorite coffee shop yeah. is or bubble tea. Bubble tea, come on. We should pray to end. <laughs> yes. Jess, will you pray for us and everyone listening and watching oh, and IGTV, yes. wherever you are? Come on. Here we go. Flip well, around from Tom to Jess. Raise your hat now. <laughs> <laughs> On, your, on the bus. Do I close my eyes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this community here. Mm. I thank you for the community that is HDB and HDB Youth. Um, Jesus, I thank you um, that it can sometimes feel like we don't have that community. It can sometimes feel mm. like um, things are being taken from us. Um, and it can really sometimes feel like if we didn't have our faith, then life would be easier. But that is just a lie from the enemy. And I just pray now that anyone watching, listening, I pray for all of us as well, that we can just know that full life that you were talking about. Um, I thank you that you have come and that we can have life and have it to the fullest. And I thank you um, for that so much, God. And I pray that that becomes true to us this week. Mm. And I pray that we can experience that fullness of life this week. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. See you soon. What? <laughs> <laughs>